Hey, Phil. Hey, Senda. You want to talk about playing games online? Oh, yeah, I totally do. Um, I was thinking, like, maybe we could do Headspace or Flotsam or Bite Marks. Um, actually, I was talking about, like, tips for, like, organizing games online. Like, I know that we've played them. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I want to do that, too. Up above, you see blood-red clouds boiling across the sky. I hear that you're only about to go on an adventure. Uh, you know how Emma likes to have me running around worrying about things. <laughs> you see armies at your back, dwarven, elven, human. You see all the races under your command, and you wickedly smile back at yourself. We can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. And you see this light being shattered into seven different pieces. It's not worth the risk. Just say it's part of my inquisitive nature. I have been following you for a very long time. Do you want a countdown? Three, two, one. Now. And you feel the ball drop out from beneath you. The Lucky Die Podcast is a weekly 5e Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Join our adventure every Monday wherever you download podcasts by searching for The Lucky Die. And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. And tonight's topic comes to us from Mirko, who in a longer post, which we did edit down, asked, Hey, Senda and Phil, Happy New Year. I've been listening to Pandas since episode one, and while I'm sure you've touched on online play before, I don't recall listening to a dedicated episode on this topic. It strikes me that there are some major differences between one-shots and campaigns when it comes to online play, especially if it involves a brand new group of people that specifically come together for the purpose of the one-shot. A long-running gaming group that meets online and plays sequential one-shots would likely have more in common with a long-running campaign. I would imagine that recruitment is different as well. Lastly, note-taking and other documentation might differ as well for long-running online games. In any case, keep up the great work. Well, first, uh, Happy New Year to you as well and to the rest of you listening. Thank you for the kind words, and we are honored that you've been listening since episode <laughs> since, one. <laughs> since episode um, one, since, since we're quickly creeping up on 200 yeah, here. Yeah, so, you know, yes. Second... I don't think we have done a full episode about online gaming, um, or if we did, it's far enough back that we no longer remember, so that's like we never did it. Right, um, so here we are. We're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Mirko gave us plenty to work with, so for tonight's show, we are going to look at... Recruitment, uh -huh. cultivating a group, yep. and note-taking. Yeah. Which the last one seems a little out of place, but Mirko asked for it, and we we, we, I mean, we deliver. Like note-taking. Yes, yeah, we, we do, do like, like note-taking. Note <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about these from the perspective of online one-shots. And online campaigns. Of course. But Phil, first, can you break down a few of those terms for us? Yeah, these are pretty simple, but I would be happy to. So uh, recruitment, right, is the activity of finding players for your games. Uh, we have totally done a past episode on recruiting people for your games. I yes. in, That's a season one. That's, yes. somewhere, that's somewhere between episode Way one back. and 50. Guarantee you yes. that we did yes. that one. But it is not about online recruitment. No, no, no. It's But it is about recruiting for one-shots and campaigns. Correct. Um, but we will talk a little bit about online recruitment. Um, cultivating a group, right? So on the surface, it means how we bond to a group and create connections and friendships. Mm -hmm. 
But at a deeper level, um, it is also how the group finds its play style, like Mm -hmm. how it solves problems, how it engages encounters, things like that, and how it finds its enjoyment through play. So it's actually Mm -hmm. really important in long-term play, like for campaigns. It's really important that a group cultivates um, and finds that place, uh, their own play style. Mm-hmm. Lastly, note taking, right, is the recording and distribution of information. Um, and in terms of RPGs, it's how we're going to keep track of various elements of the game and make sure that all players have access to them. Yes. So in an online game, there's a few differences from a face-to-face game, right? So the most notable is that we just aren't in the same physical space. Um, that's, that is sort of the whole purpose, and it is, it is a, a challenge, um, but it is also the reason that playing online is great, right? Um, but so we're connected by electronic devices that are sharing our video and audio instead. Right, and that is, um, and that is where some of our challenges come in. Right. So you have to be in a single spot to participate, right? Like you have to be sitting at your desk where your computer is or someplace where you can have your computer um, to do that. Right. And um, one of the really difficult ones actually is that sidebars and cross chatter and like basically forms of casual conversation that can happen for a little bit at the table without a problem. They can actually be really difficult in something like a Google Hangout, right? Because Google doesn't know what's quiet and what's not, and it'll just pick whatever it thinks the loudest is the loudest, it'll just put it up on the screen, and it'll make it talk over everybody else. Yeah, it's um, it has been my experience playing online that that's one of those things that is really hard to emulate. Like when I'm playing in a home game, like joking with Bob sitting next to me, right? Like just yes. leaning over and giving him the, you know, like, am I right? You know, kind of nudge, right. nudge kind of thing. And we get a laugh at the table or whatever. Um, like that's really hard to do in an online game. It is. And it changes play because you you don't get to have as much of the body language um, information um, that you do when you play in person, yeah. um, which is part of the reason I would highly recommend playing with video if possible, because um, it is, he, is at still, least you have still much better. Yeah. yeah, it's still better. Yeah. And you can see things like somebody's taking a breath, so they're about to speak, and then you it's easier to not talk over them, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the last one is that internet and gear is, I mean, as much as we wish, right, it's not 100% reliable at all times. I spent eight days with no internet in my house this year, last yeah. year, I guess. But like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, people have had, you know, people have everything from hard drive failures to yep. having to, you know, reload operating systems to a mic breaking. Like, like it just, it's dependent on you having a computer, gear, and internet. And those things aren't always 100% reliable. Yeah, in fact, we have had problems recording an episode when your computer went bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had my, lap- like we we've had my laptop this. die. Yeah. yeah, like literally between upstairs and downstairs, your laptop yeah, died. Yeah, I closed the lid and it never came back Never on. came back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Anyway. Okay, so those are all the things that can create some of the challenges that, um, that Mirko brings up. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to start with one shots tonight as we often do and talk about the challenges and um, some of the ways that we can overcome them um, over those three topics uh, that we, that we mentioned before. So Senda, tell us about online one shots. Yeah. So as we're fond of saying with one shots, as I'm very fond of saying with one shots, it's temporary, right? So 
in this part of the conversation, we're going to be worrying less about cultivation, and we're going to focus a little bit more on the challenges of recruitment and note-taking. Um, and that's just because it's short, right? So one-time deal. Um, so in terms of recruitment, it's kind of a double-edged sword to play online, right? So on the one hand, you are only recruiting people for one or maybe a handful of sessions, right? If you're like, hey, let's do three. And it's like a, a long form one shot kind of deal. Cool. Um, it's easier to get people to commit to specific timeframes and easier to find players who can commit to that shorter time frame. I agree, right? And if you're looking for players and or if you're looking for groups to kind of get into, there are all sorts of various internet groups like Facebook groups and things like that that help with this. But for my money, your best bet uh, if you want to play online uh, and you like to kind of play the games that you know we like to play, which tend to be more indie style games, PBTA games and things like that. Although I will say that is not 100% true. The group I'm about to name plays a large variety of games for your online play you should seek out the gauntlet. Um, The gauntlet community is one of the most robust online gaming communities. They have, they have a strong culture. They have, um, they have their own, they have their own etiquettes. They have their own system for signing up for games, the way they run games. Like they are, um, they are specifically um, set up to do this. And so if you are interested in playing online games, that is the place I would go. Right. I've actually had really funny times when I've had folks from the gauntlet onto like my podcast and stuff because they do have that etiquette and they assume it. And I've actually had to like be like, no, please don't mute your mic. I want to record you giggling like this is a podcast. Right. It is. Which uh, is, but it's like, which is great because they do that to like cut the crosstalk and stuff, right? Like they have an, they have a culture and an etiquette system for dealing with a lot of the challenges. They do. They have, and they have worked out most of these, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so on the other side, um, people often use one shots as a way to try out online gaming or even to try out a new game. Right. So you may find people who are not as set up and savvy at playing online because they haven't done it before, potentially, or maybe they haven't done it often. Right. Which which means that like they may not have good equipment. And let me be clear, because we're not talking about a money thing. Right. Like um, some people will think like you have to have like a two hundred dollar microphone to do on good online gaming. You absolutely do not. A perfectly serviceable twenty five dollar headset will accomplish this. But sometimes you will get people who are like, well, my webcam has a mic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or my laptop has a mic. And and, and that mic isn't really sort of works sort of works but it's not fantastic right so people may not have like the best equipment um they might have a poor internet connection so it's one thing um and this is a thing that people often miss when they check their internet connections is that lots of people have good download speeds right so your ability to download files stream music or whatever um is great what is really the key when you are playing with people online is your upload speed Um, Because your video has to go up to the internet to everyone else. And so if your ISP has kind of crappy upload speeds, you may find that you're going to have difficulty playing with people online. Uh, And then the last one is like good mic technique, right? Um, So if you haven't played a lot of online games or haven't had to talk to a lot of people, you know, like for work purposes over teams or whatever, like things (laughs) like eating, (laughs) um, 
where your mic is placed, like it's too close, it's too far, like all of those things, right? Those things can be an issue too. So yeah, you just, you're going to run into those things with people who haven't done a lot of online playing because they just haven't, right? Like once they've done some, they'll get better. Right. Then they'll know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, when we talk about cultivation, this is a one shot. So this isn't um, something where you're looking for a lot of long-term investment because the point here is you won't necessarily be playing with these people for too long. Yeah. So consider for your game, like getting your group together, like in a group chat or an email thread before the game and just like, like introduce yourselves, right? Like, Hey, I'm Phil. I'm going to be your GM. You know, I just wanted to like, you know, I just want to throw this email out before we start playing and just, you know, tell you a few things like this is kind of my GMing style or, you know, these are some of the things when we play online games that like, you know, we like to do uh, those kinds of things. Yeah, there's, um, this is really funny, but like part of the reason that Andy and I are besties is because when I joined her online game the first time, she sent out an email that was like, I just have some questions I like to ask people that I play with so I get a feel for who you are. And one of them was like, what's your favorite movie? And I said, The Court Jester. And she was like, oh my God, it's my favorite movie too. <laughs> right? Right. But that little <laughs> bit of icebreaker is like a big deal, right? Like it can, yeah. help, it can help immensely. And, you know, for a one-shot game, just like throwing out an email and letting everybody kind of, you know, know post for a minute or two like you know a, a post or two will help break that ice yeah and it just means everybody's pretty comfortable when you sit down but you can also put a little bit of time into the start of your session right like you could put up to 30 minutes i would say i don't think i would put more than 30 minutes but if you want to throw in like 10 15 minutes of just like chatter time basically to be like hey everybody um like let's just settle in and kind of get comfortable with each other like that's great yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then for note taking, you don't have too much that you're going to need to note and then keep forever. So the tools that you can find in um, pretty much any modern virtual tabletop. So when we talk about, you know, Roll20, things like that, um, or even a shared Google Doc of some variety. You know, I've done it where we're like, we're, we're all drawing on the same like Google Doc or we're writing things down or we're dropping pictures in it and stuff. Like it's really in, in this scenario, it's really about needing to have a place where everyone can have shared resources for the duration of the one shot, right? Yeah, they may need to be able to see a clue. You might want to just jot some notes down during play, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. I, I love Google Doc for that, right? Multi-edit, multi-edit oh. Google Doc is... Heck yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, why don't we move along right into campaigns then? Yeah, so when we get to campaign play, um, we're now talking about a deeper commitment. Right. Yes. And that has different challenges from a one shot. Uh, but as again, we're often fond of saying, <laughs> right, it has time on its side. Time is on my side. Yes, it, yes is. it is. It's been a while um, since I got to do that. <laughs> I know, no, I know. So it has time on its side. So you have a chance of working through a lot of this stuff, right? So you're not going to have to get it right um, in the beginning. You can work your way there. Yeah. So for recruitment purposes, you're going to want to be clear about how long of a campaign you're looking at, because that's going to help people gauge their commitment level and if it's something that they can actually do or not. Yeah. And when we say, like, be clear of how long you want your campaign to run, like, we mean a finite number. Yes. Right. Don't say forever. <laughs> Don't say for years or anything like that. Right. Like, and, and you know what? To be honest, this is transferable to real life. Also, don't say this in real life. <laughs> yes. Don't be 
like, I'm going to run a five-year campaign. Are you in or out? And people are going to be like, I'm out, man. Yeah, that's like a huge commitment. <laughs> huge. Yeah. Yep, yep. So so basically, what we would recommend, and, and this also I think I feel is true in real life and online, right? Um, you do the do the like lease with the option to buy approach, right? So if you offer a finite number of sessions, then you can open it up to continuing or concluding. And the thing about that is it means it's a finite sessions both a finite number of sessions both for you and for them. If you discover that you really like playing with two of those people, but not the other three, then you can end that. And then you can take those two people you really enjoyed playing with and you can go start something else. Yeah, right? You can invite them into a new game. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that, that works from all angles. It means everybody has the opportunity to decide to continue or not. Right. It also, what it also does is it gives you a complete story, right? Yeah. So in terms of campaigns, it gives you a, um, if you know that you're going to run six sessions, right, it gives you a chance to have a start, middle, finish. Yep. Um, and as my Gnome Stew article that's coming out this week talks about that finishing campaigns is um, is pretty awesome when you can do it. So highly uh, recommend. Heck yeah, it is. Yeah, I highly recommend that you try to stick Woo. the landing. Yeah. All right, cool. It's worth it. Um, the other thing about recruitment is, so you may still get rookies, online rookies. I don't want to say like rookies for gaming, but online rookies who are um, who want to join up. Uh, but in this case, like you actually have um, the opportunity to help them. So like if they get on in the first episode and they're running like you know the mic on their laptop. You know, and they like they dig it like then, you know, you can swing them like you can point them towards Amazon and get like, you know, cool twenty five dollar Logitech, you know, headset with a little like, you know, the little boom mic. Or even just be like, hey, next time, can you grab your your phone headphones? Yeah. Right? If, you, if, some, you're, if your thing will. Some headphones with them. a mic. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan only because I talk with my hands a lot. Like I love my um, <laughs> for online gaming purposes. Like I love my um, I have a I, and they're wired. Right. I have a Logitech headset that has a boom mic and then it has a inline mute button on the on the cord. Yeah, I mean, um, that's really nice. But what I like is, and, I, and I'll just sidebar for a second. The reason I like this for online gaming is that, one, there's no batteries. Yeah. So there's no chance in the middle of it's a... It's not going to die. Right. It's not going <laughs> to yeah. die in the middle of a game, right? Because they definitely don't want that to happen. Uh, and the cord's huge. Like, the cord's, like, I think it's, like, six feet long or something. So like, I, I, I could I could get up and move around, right? I would be fine. Two, the inline mute thing is really good for gauntlet. Like, when, like we were talking about the gauntlet before. Um, yes. It makes it really easy to mute myself without having to, um, like, go to the screen and click the mute button. I can just, like, I click it off. I click it on. Click it off. Click it on. Like, it's super easy. I like the boom mic um, on my headset because then... I can move my hands independently. Um, and as you know, that's a thing, right? My, <laughs> that's a thing because you're a Doppler podcaster. Right. So um, it's really good for me in that way. If the, if that headset was any good for recording, I would just use it for recording as well. Yes. Uh, but it's not. The sound quality is not podcast quality. It is um, a very solid online Hangouts quality. Yes. Okay. Anyway, that's that's my thing about those. Okay. And if anybody's wondering, I forget what they are, but they're Logitech. Um, they're blue. <laughs> Something they're blue. blue headphones um, <laughs> you'll find them they're on amazon so past recruitment now we get into the real nitty-gritty here right so for campaigns right the key thing is you have to cultivate this online group yeah and like groups cultivate 
uh, by interacting outside of play. So they cultivate somewhat while playing, but they're playing, right? But there's more to be done with a group that that takes that needs time where you're not actively gaming. Um, and they need time to kind of connect and interact as people. Um, they'll form bonds. They'll learn how to communicate with each other. Um, they'll get each other's inside jokes, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of those things are what is how a group forms. Yeah. So when you're physically playing in the same space, um, many gamers are also friends. So you have non-gaming interactions such as dinner, going out. You might have board game nights. Like I ended up at Wen's house for Thanksgiving this year. And, yeah, I do dinner. Know, I do dinner with my gaming groups every every week. Yeah, I like I I take my kiddo over to visit Jake's kiddos, and like they have a blast. Like you know, we are not limited to games only. It's it's our primary method of socialization that is consistent. But right, yeah. so now with your online group, that's a thing you don't have. It's true. So you need to somehow replicate that, and our recommendation for that is. Is that uh, for your group, considering having some sort of platform like a, like Discord or Slack where you can have multiple topics? Because if you're going to chat as friends, you're going to want to be able to talk about the game. Yep. And you're going to want to be able to not talk about the game. And if you are doing that like in one hangout... <laughs> thread like it's a mess because you'll be talking back and forth but if you have something like discord or slack you can open up channels so you can have like you know the campaign channel and then you can have like movies and tv and like shit i did last night like whatever you know whatever it is um and people can pop in there um and asynchronously they can communicate with each other and they'll do that asynchronously like through the course of the day right sometimes they'll be syncing up and actually chatting back and forth and sometimes somebody will post something and then, like an hour later, somebody comes in and you know tacks on a thing to that, makes a joke, whatever. But that activity is as good as hanging out and having dinner with people. There'll be people who are like, nothing pe- beats physical interaction. But I will say BS because I have many online friends that I spend ninety percent of my time chatting with in Slack or you know even on Mumble which is great. Mumble's an audio component, right? You can do the same thing with Discord, right? You can just have an open mic chat. But I'm telling you that um, I spend a ton of time with people in those kind of things, and I have great connections with people because of that. So this, like that thing absolutely replicates the physical in space. Yeah, and it's super good. And and I realize I need to see if I can get my group off of Messenger into something like that. Yeah, Messenger's garbage. Like you should. <laughs> it is, but we have a Star Wars background, Phil. I mean, there I talked to my stars. mom in Messenger. Like that's but, like. <laughs> but there are stars. Right. I'm just saying, like that's, <laughs> like that's what I use Messenger for, right? Like I talk to my mom. Like hi, mom. Like you know, house things. <laughs> um, we have like three different games mushed together with our jokes and stuff. Anyway, yeah. Um, so you can also, of course, add some social time into your game day, um, or even better, between games if it works out for your group to get online and socialize. And like um, one of the things that is working well for our community is that like people just hop on Minecraft and like Phil was saying, they jump in the mumble, right? Yeah. The mumble's fantastic, right? The mumble's just audio. It's not even video. Yeah. Um, and everybody just like pops in. Everybody's doing their own thing, doing something else. And chatting just, away with each other and having a blast. Yeah. It's good. 
Yeah. Okay. So when we get to note taking, we've a, we've a, a little bit more rigor, right? So we not only need something that we can share things at the moment, right? Because that's still the same need that we had from one shots. Uh, yeah. But we also now need to be able to archive and organize information about our campaign. Yeah, so a virtual tabletop or Google Doc, the same kind of situation that worked for your one shot is still going to work for your individual sessions. But for storing the information game to game, you're probably going to want to consider something more structured like a Google site or or, um, a wiki. I like wikis. Yeah, I like wikis as well. Um, I will say if you've never seen Google sites, it is very wiki-like. It is completely free. You just need a Google account. And I have, uh, I used to um, make Google sites for most of my games. Like I had the, like, and had them themed out and colored and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But they are a great place to store some info. But like you said, a wiki is fantastic. Wiki platforms are web accessible. So that means when you're all online, you can just have your browser open, right? And be able to bring up the wiki. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way everybody can um, see content, but you can also edit it and you can also, you know, multiple people can edit and things like that. The newest version of Confluence actually has multi-author uh, editing, Ooh. like Google Docs. That's also yeah. pretty, that's pretty baller um, yeah. because wikis used to be single user. So if somebody opened the wiki page to edit it and somebody else goes to open it, you get like a warning message that yep. like, you know, Senda is it. editing wiki page. Yep. Um, but not anymore. Like the new versions of Confluence are now um, are now doing that. Um, so there are a number of free wikis out there um, that you can download, right? So you can get the wiki that powers Wikipedia, and I forget I forget its real name, MediaWiki, I think is what it's called. That thing, like you can download it and run it on a computer. Like if you're mm-hmm. um, savvy enough to run your own servers or stuff, you could totally do that. My personal favorite is there is a free version of Confluence. Hmm. which is, I think it's like up to 10 people, which is easily enough to fit a game group. Oh, totally, yeah. Right? (laughs) Like, it'll fit a game group wonderfully. It won't fit a company very well, but it totally fits a game group. I like Confluence by Alassian. It has been my preferred wiki for 12 years. I I have been using it. I've been using it since before 2010 because I used it in my, I was the one who, I was the one who, completed the search for finding it in my previous company, got it installed, got everybody onboarded, left that company and went to another company that was already using Confluence and was like, fantastic. Like, <laughs> I already know exactly what to do here. And I've been using it ever since. Encoded Designs has its own Confluence instance. Um, I love it so very much. Um, you convinced me. You, you you converted me to the ways of confluence. I was not initially a fan. Oh, you hated it at first. Oh, I mean, I, they, I, there was a large emotional component. Yes. I had to kind of sway <laughs> you over to confluence, but you also. It's okay. You did. You swayed me. <laughs> I'm into it. Anyway, when Phil starts waxing poetically about wikis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then uh, it must be time for us to uh, wrap up the show, right? So uh, before we do that, Senda is going to tell us about another show on the Mistractor Mark Network. Yeah, on Bonus Experience, Ray and Monica are two old friends exploring gameplay and design through the lens of diversity, while also sharing some of the dumbest humor that gaming has to offer. And and bubbly, bubbly water, fizzy water, <laughs> and and uh, of many brands. And their editor extraordinaire. Oh yeah! Don't forget their editor extraordinaire. Margaret, Margaret. is the best. Yeah. 
Say, Senda, where do people reach us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. And uh, if you don't like any of those options, you can always drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark, just like Mirko did. And Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? Please, please, please send us your topics, your questions, your queries, whatever you, um, whatever it is you can think of. We love to talk about gaming, but we love it even more if we can talk about the things that you find uh, the most interesting. So send it to us. We'll package it up into a show and uh, we'll dispense our you know adorable brand of uh, information. Yep. If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Mistractor Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Patrons of the show get all sorts of um, awesome things. You will get access to the bonus outtakes from the show. You will get access to the after show from Instructor Mark. Um, you will get our show notes. You will get into our Slack room, which I think is amazing, right? That's an online community I love very much. Mm-hmm. Um, you can come hang out and play Minecraft with us. We occasionally like to give out goodies. I have a goodie drop planned. I just need to get uh, Tim Jones together to get a little formatting and stuff together on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then our patrons are all going to get a goodie goody drop from uh from encoded designs anyway the other thing we like to do is give shout outs to our patrons uh all quick tonight um kevin lovecraft the royal beard mm-hmm. who was uh who had a very frozen beard it was very Twitter. frozen yeah, yeah but thank you kevin <laughs> uh victor wyatt thanks victor uh victor awesome friend and fellow minecrafter mm-hmm. glenn seiler who is uh, thanks, one, glenn. Of, <laughs> uh, one of the members of my gaming group yep who is an awesome gamer i like i like gaming with glenn a whole lot anyway there's another thing you can do that's outside of the patreon that is big support for us helps us immensely and is part of our um, strategy to win over the internet because see we know that if you start listening to us you will fall in love with us and want to listen to more episodes but our big hurdle is getting people to listen to us (laughs) Uh, and so the best way to do that is to uh, rise up the charts in the apple ranks Uh, and that is where you come in right hashtag humble brag again um i will stand by i will stand by the fact that if you start listening to us you will keep listening to us for a while well i hope so um i think so i think so Um, um, yes, so you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice because every new review that you leave really does actually help new people find the show, which is pretty cool. And it makes us both super duper happy, which is also super cool. But if you leave it someplace that's not the U.S. Apple Store podcast store, then you should tell us about it so we can go see it because otherwise we won't see it. There's like too many places it could be. Anyway, um, thank you so very much to everyone who's already left a review we really do appreciate all of them and uh hey phil what does wiki mean this show is a joint production of she's a super geek and misdirected mark productions the media arm of encoded designs Show me what you got, eh? Show me what you got. Show me what you got, eh? Show me what you got. Show me what you got, eh? Show me what you got, eh? Show me what you got, eh? Click, click. Click, click. Click, click. And we're on. Bloop. You have a fancy desk. I do have a fancy desk. I don't know what happens if I do this. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I can totally, totally hear it, so I think it's coming through your mic. It's absolutely recording that sound. <laughs> what was that? My desk, my desk goes up and down now. It's much bigger than my old one, too, and it goes up and down. Although I am sitting at the moment, I was standing a bunch earlier, and I have a cool standy foot thingy, which is also great. So it is a riot, oh. it is a standing sitting desk. Yeah. It's powered. It's a powered standing sitting desk. It has little up and down arrows. You push them, and it goes up and down. Now, if I am reading the camera angle correctly, yes, you are still... Under the air vent. No. Really? Are you that's, just shifted? That's the closet <gasps> now. That's not the door out of the oh. room. That's the closet. So if I uh, uh, get up and go, you're going to see the mess that is my. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Sorry, because it totally looked like the closet. Uh. It totally looked like the door was back at your back again. And I was yeah. like, wait. You weren't going to put the desk there, but there's a door. Have the frigid feet. Yes. Yes. Okay. So now, so now Mm -hmm. you have not only a standy city desk, um, but the the vent is over there. Right. So now you won't you won't necessarily (laughs) freeze. I will freeze a little bit because it'll still come up and like get right under the desk. But like mostly, I'm sitting over here instead of sitting like with my feet actually basically on top so of you the still vent. need like a little vent magnetic yeah I sort of need a little vent magnetic thing but it's it's much less and it's much less of a box underneath to catch it like it's just it doesn't have drawers or anything i'm working on that part my living room is full of stuff right now so for my <laughs> view yes your door is that way Yes. Yes, it is. Because the other confusing thing is that I've moved one of the bookshelves behind me that used to be yes. right here. And I've um, moved my harp and my piano over there. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, where the did wall. the harp go? Yeah, where there used to be an extra chair in here, there is no longer an extra chair. So is that um, the wall that now shares the living room? No, you're on the wall that shares the living room. Okay. So the harp is on the wall that shares your son's room? The hallway. Oh, the hallway. Well, that's not bad. That's Yeah, that's my son's room. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. And that's that's the living room. Gotcha. And this is the window. And that's the hallway. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yep. Bloop. Here we are. And, and I'm looking up and realizing that, like, I could now put a painting or something above this right here. That might be the other place that a painting goes. That because I used to have two in here. Well, I mean, first you got to raise the desk up and measure to see if the painting will go. Okay, there. that's fair. You ready? <laughs> that's never. It goes higher than that. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to get old. It's pretty exciting. And it's one flat surface, right? Like it's an L-shaped yeah. desk. The whole thing yeah. goes up and down, right? Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, it's pretty schmancy. It's, we can just it's late you want to just jump start in the show yeah um i need to take my desk back down a little bit because it moved the mic yeah go ahead there we go <laughs> i mean the camera moves as well when you do that just so that you know like the camera goes up i mean because- yes because the camera is on the display that is on it do you want to see how high it goes okay okay here we go <laughs> i'm just gonna sit here we're gonna take it all oh keep going keep going all the way up all the way up You are now officially like not. <laughs> you are. Oh shit! I found where it hits my uh. 
This is too tall for me, by the way. Uh, it is. It is too tall for you. It's like also, that would be my height. Yes. Also, I discovered where apparently it's close enough that I um, I hit my windowsill. So I think it might go up higher. No, I think this is as tall as it goes. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you probably want to just start lower. I'm going to take it back down now. <laughs> Bloop. It's much quieter on the on the lowering. Yeah, well, it doesn't have to work as hard. There we go. Okay, I know that was so fun for everybody who's listening. Yeah, to if you if over audio. <laughs> I mean, it makes a cool sound. I, mean, I, I imagine it'll sound pretty cool when you put it when you uh, run the audio through it. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Instead of just sounding annoying. Bloop. Anyway. All right, let's get this thing kicked off. Yes, let's do that. I forgot to bring my water in, which is sad. Let's go. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Meow. Meow. Bloop. Cue music. Bloop. So Mirko gave us... Um, oh, I'm sorry. That's your line. <laughs> it's okay. Bloop. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Yeah, I can't. Uh, what you call it? Uh, I've been through so many versions of Confluence that I know. Like I really I was angry at it to begin with. I was very angry with it. I am far enough back in Confluence that I remember when um, Confluence had both. Actually, I remember when Confluence was strictly markup language. And that you had to type everything in markup, and then when you saved it, it looked pretty. But shortly after, it went to, um, you could go to WYSIWYG or markup. And sometimes you had to go back into markup to fix formatting issues. Um, but the newer versions of Confluence did away with markup. Like, it just, like now it just does WYSIWYG. Um, and actually, it's messing me up because um, it's starting to standardize to some of the other markup terminology like oh yeah i so was gonna was say a, it, it's it's it was doing familiar markup to me Bloop. anyway all right we should stop we talking should about this. wikis yes <laughs> there's a this. there's a whole bunch more wiki information for you gamers um again so can't say enough much wiki. Wiki, are you wiki, ready? wiki yes let's say goodbye bye bye stop.